Hi, and welcome to another Kirky Free Sermons podcast. We hope that our sermons help you further your understanding of the Word of God and guide you into your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Whether you're tuning in on podcast or radio, we're glad that you're here today. Let's jump into this week's message. What's in a promise? Have you ever made a promise? Have you always kept your promise? Did you ever make a promise to your spouse and it took you a long time to fulfill it? And she finally said yes. Kids, have mom and dad made a promise to you that you're still waiting for them to keep? You want to raise your hand if that's, if you can remember a promise that you're still waiting for mom or dad to, you know, and uh, you can deal with mom and dad after the service. Now, I just open up that can of worms for you. But God makes promises. And that's where we are this journey. I appreciate the songs that uh, we've been singing uh, with, with somewhat the theme. And as we've been looking at, at ver- various uh, areas of Scripture. But about 700 years... Before the first Christmas, promise was made through Isaiah. Oh, it's the promise has been there since the beginning, since Genesis. But the promise that God was going to move, that God was going to send the Messiah, God was going to send away and and to restore uh, what we lost in sin. And as we already have read Isaiah, I, I, as I was reading that and, and thinking of the, those words and reading through them, the people in their time of darkness will see a great light, the light of the world to be Jesus. We live in a time today when people are looking for a light, are looking for a great light. And as we think of this season upon us, and all of the lights and the candles and, and, and we already blow that one out. And, and the candles that are, that are for us. And, uh, I put up lights this week and, uh, outside of where, where we live and, and, uh, to, uh, to, you know, that, that light that people are drawn to and, and you look at those lights. It's that, it's that season. But inside, I hope there's not darkness. I hope you have a light that you want to shine. And uh, so the people in their time of darkness will see a great light. The children of God will see a great light. That light of the world would be Jesus. And that light will bring gladness. That light will bring peace on earth, goodwill to men. That's what we have. And that the children of God, the children of Israel, were waiting for it. That light would come and bring gladness and, and, and a burden would be lifted. That those burdens that are lifted at Calvary for us. A child, a son, will come and will lead God's people. A child, a son, a Jesus who will come and lead us. The promise of God comes to us. As we think of He would be His name, wonderful counselor, that advisor, if we want to put that word in there, mighty God, eternal Father, Prince of Peace. 
for, 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 to humor myself, I, I looked at about, oh, almost a dozen various translations and every one of them word for word. There's nothing else they could substitute in there. Uh, one put advisor instead of wonderful counselor. And I just kind of praise God that it's not lost in translation, that promise that Jesus would come and, and He would be that wonderful counselor. He would be that mighty God, eternal Father, Prince of Peace. We could spend time just on those, on those names. But this is the promise of God that comes to us. The promise for a kingdom that is eternal. It does not end. Just, and, and it's, it's what, what, what we're looking for. A kingdom that's of peace, a kingdom of eternalness, a, a, a kingdom that is, that is, that, that, that is fair, a kingdom that is awesome. The kingdom of God. Versus a kingdom that we whine about. That we create divisions. Isaiah says a kingdom with justice and righteousness. There's no ground, there's no grounds in the kingdom of God for argument. Oh, we would, you know, we might argue, but we're not going to win because God is just. God is holy. God is fair. And today we need to know that and understand that our kingdom that it comes to us through the light of the world, through the promises of that, is Jesus. And He leads us in that. We don't have to look for any, any, anything greater than the kingdom of God and all that it has. That promise comes with that movement of God. That promise comes with a zeal and a, and a, and a movement there from Isaiah that and then in 700 years Jesus was born. The God of Creator. The God of Creator who created it all and if we look at it, the six days is also going to accomplish the promise of the Messiah. He can do it and He does it. And, and, and our Jesus comes. And, and the, um, Jesus comes and becomes a part of our lives. You know, we know of Jesus of Nazareth, um, Acts uh, records in chapter 10. We know how God an uh, anointed him with the Holy Spirit, with power, and how he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we, church, Kirkhoven, we are witnesses of all these things he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, and that he also, they we also put him to death by hanging him on the cross. But God raised him up on the third day and granted that we should, that he, we, we should be, he become visible. Not to all people, but to the witnesses who were chosen beforehand by God. That is to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he orders us to preach to the people and to solemnly to testify that this is the one who has been appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. For him all the prophets bear witness that through his name everyone who believes on him receives eternal life. The kingdom, the kingdom of God. The promise of God. Have you seen Jesus? Have you seen him in your heart? 
Do you know this Jesus who was crucified? Who was buried and resurrected? If you have seen Jesus in about two minutes, we're going to remember His body and blood as He comes to us. To fully know and understand, should we say part two, in the promise that He has given us of His return, we need to understand His first coming. We need to see Him. And once a month, we come together to remind ourselves that we have seen Jesus. That the light of the world has come to us. So as I pray, and as, as those who are going to help, uh, serve in, in communion, uh, well, I'll ask them to come, uh, the, the deacons, and uh, we're going to just pause and make sure we remember Jesus for what He has done, done for us. Will you pray with me, please, as our deacons come? We are witnesses of the light of the world of the son that that was that came the child that was given the wonderful the counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace that i want all of us to hold on to this morning as we remember the promise that was fulfilled in and through jesus christ So, Lord, as we prepare our hearts, calm us and encourage us to see Jesus even better or renewed in these moments before us. In the resurrected name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The night which Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread. As we remember the promise the body of Christ that came, comes to us. Let's pray together, please. Wonderful. Wonderful counselor. Oh, Father, as we take this bread and remember, it's a, it's a remembrance of your flesh that was torn for us. I pray that each one of us will seek you as a wonderful counselor. Thank you, Lord, for that sacrifice. This is my body, which is given. We do this in remembrance of him and his promise of eternal life. Then he took the cup. Lord Jesus, I just ask you to forgive me for my sins, Lord. I thank you so much for for taking that away from me. You, You paid the penalty for me, so I don't have to. Thank you for willingly going to the cross for me and shedding your blood. Thank you so much for that. It's my only way out of here. And I thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. It was the body of Christ that fulfilled that promise. The body of Christ that we remember and we hold on to today for light and hope and anticipation of all that he has for us the body of Christ, the blood of Christ that was shed for us on Calvary. As we proclaim and and celebrate, may be seated.
But there's another promise. There's another promise. And if you've been following along a little bit, Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 1, that promise that it's my go-to. It's my go-to. And when they had gathered together, starting with verse 6, they were asking, Lord, is it at this time that you're going to restore your kingdom to Israel, that kingdom that's going to be forever? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the time or the season which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even into the remote parts of Kirkhove and Minnesota. And after he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received them out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was departing, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. And they also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? Here it is. This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way you have watched him go into heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. My Jesus is coming again. And that's my promise. That's our promise. A promise made some 2,000 years ago. A promise that is and will be. It will happen. A promise that is drawing the interest the interest of people around the world at this season. I believe it. Whether the songs in the, are sung in the secular world, there are plenty of songs that talk about joy to the world. There are songs that are being sung of Hark the Herald Angels sing around the world and here in America. And, 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 and is, as they, is it at this time you're going to restore the kingdom? I hope some of you were kind of stirred and challenged a little bit last week when I, when I talked about you know, that restoring the kingdom of, of America. That's not our hope. But it's the kingdom to, for the church in Jesus Christ. That he, that he is, that they, well, they were thinking to be great again. And Jesus said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Thinking about, are, are we holding on to the wrong things? Are we holding on to, we talked about contentment today in the Sunday school class. Are we holding on to the things we have so tightly? Are we holding on to the way we think things should be so politically? Are we just holding on to the wrong things and not to the fact of the joy, the promise that Jesus is coming again? That should get us through. It should get us through this season. To our friends and to family. that the kingdom of Jesus Christ will be restored when my life is ended and my journey is through, I will see him. I will see him face to face. I want to, it's not in my notes here, but I was talking with Justin the other day and my wife and I have a, well, my, my brother and sister-in-law lost their, their mother. And uh, the funeral is this afternoon. And so we're going to go to that. And I, I just hope that at that service, they will hear about Jesus. You know, <clears throat> Betty was a great woman. I've no, we, Jill and I have known her for over 50-some years. Uh, when we would, her, her kids were part of our the New Life Singers, 
uh, and uh, they were supportive in coming to our concerts, and and uh, so we've known of her and her life, and it's, it's been a good life. But the last time I went to a funeral in in that setting, it was very light on Jesus, very little Jesus. And as Justin and I were talking, he says, I don't want to be there to critique. But my prayer is that they will hear about Jesus. Yes, they'll hear about Betty, but that they also hear about Jesus as the light of the world, the life that gives her eternal life, the life that gives us. If I have the privilege of anybody, and we've done it once, um, when uh, Bob lost his wife, we're going to hear about Jesus together. He is the hope, whether there was hope in a loved one or not. It has to be about Jesus. If we come into the walls of the Christian church with the cross of Christ, we must be talking about the promise of eternal life that comes to us through Jesus Christ. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir for the most part. You know, and maybe the choir should sing out amen once in a while, but that, that, that's not important. It is about Jesus Christ. Anyway, back to the text here where I lost my spot. Um, yeah. And, 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 and there's a promise in there that, that well, Lord, when is this going to happen? And, and Jesus says, you know, it's not for you to know. It's not for me to know. But one thing that jumped out at me, this, you know what it says in there? This time when Jesus is coming is fixed. It's not dependent upon you. It's not dependent on the, on the church. It's not dependent upon America or anything. This is fixed. It's going to happen. And God knows when it is. He has it set. And it's not waiting. And so the, the need is the readiness. And, 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 but the disciples, it's just, it's, you know, it's kind of like, it's not for you to know. It's by His authority. It's not by our influence. It's not when we get around to it. It is fixed. And that's just kind of, that's just an Awesome. I hope that's an awesome concept. It's, it's going to happen. And, and, and then he says, and you will receive power. That's part of his promise. The power will be. The power has been given. The, the Holy Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit is here because people this morning, today, have been praying for the service. And when two or three are gathered, does my Holy Spirit stay away? Does your Holy Spirit of Christ say, no, it's here. We've been given the power, the power to live, the power to speak, the power to stand firm, to be that witness. If your life, my life, our life of living, of speaking, standing, is not a witness then what is your life? What is your life? I could be cruel, and I'm, I guess I'm going to be because I already brought it up. I says, what are you good for in the kingdom of God? If it's not to speak or to live or to stand in the witness of the Holy Spirit about the light of the world that came 2,000 years ago at Christmas, went to the cross and is coming back for his, the eternal kingdom to be set up. Well, 
in the text, the, the disciples that were there on the hillside that day or where they were out there. As you've heard me say, they didn't see the next part coming. All of a sudden, Jesus is lifted up. God moves in a very unique way as he removes his son from their presence so the Holy Spirit could come and guide them and point them to, to, to the Son. And, and they, they didn't see that coming. They didn't see it then. And there's probably things that are going to happen in your life and my life. According to Joel, I will pour out my Spirit on all mankind. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. And young men will see visions. We may not see that coming, but it's going to happen. And it could be happening in various parts of the kingdom on earth for the kingdom of God that we don't even know about. So are we ready? We don't, we, you know, I don't see that coming, but it's going to. It's going to. Where there'll be his spirit, there'll be signs in the sky before the great and awesome day of the Lord before he comes again that whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be delivered. Many of you raised your hand last Sunday when I asked if you have people in your life, in your family, in your neighbor, that you don't think, no, are ready for the return of the Lord. I hope you've been praying about them and thinking about them. And maybe you're here this morning because of that. You're not ready for the return of the Lord. Well, you can be, and you need to be. Because when the, when the Spirit of God comes, and the great and awesome day of the Lord, He comes to bring us salvation and deliver us from whatever this world is giving us, not giving us. That promise in Acts 1.11, this Jesus will come again. For me, and I hope you, as we can, can, can think about those things. I'll probably read this more than once in the next coming weeks, but, I, you know, Matthew chapter, chapter 24, um, but on that day, verse 36, in the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. For the coming of the Son of the Man will be just like in the days of Noah. For in those days they were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, they were marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So it shall be with the coming of the Lord. Then there shall be two men in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other one left. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not, we do not, I do not know which day our Lord comes. But the promise, a son would be given, a child was born, the Messiah would come, he's gone back to his father, the promise is there that he's coming again. But be sure of this that if the head of the house had known the time of the night that the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert, would not have allowed his heart to be his house to be broken in. For this reason, you be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour 
when you do not think he is coming. Some of you may not be great singers. Um, I, I, I guess I do okay. I enjoy music and I sing. But what a day of rejoicing that will be in just a few minutes when we all get to heaven. And for us to sing that and to celebrate that and uh, to know that that promise is there for us. And as we come together, the promise that we have in Jesus Christ. And as we come now and, and, and sing and you lead us, may we be ready for his return. And let's uh, put our arms around the lost. Come together next week and, and celebrate the forgiveness that comes with the return of Christ. Father, thank you. Touch our hearts now. Encourage us. Lift us. Help us to get on board for that awesome truth that Jesus is coming again. This message was brought to you by the Kirkoven Evangelical Free Church of Kirkoven, Minnesota. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please email us at kirkefree at gmail.com. That's K-E-R-K-E-free at gmail.com. <laughs>